Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Well, make it so, number one. What? These aren't the droids we're looking for. In an insane world, it was the same as Joyce. Silencio Bruno. And my axe. Hey, fellas. Either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Geeks out on Joy 94.9. You're going to need a bigger boat. You are back with Miranda and Tamsin. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for this next one, Tamsin. I, I was too. Like, it's been on sort of waiting for this to come out. So. I, mean, I mean, King's Man, you know, <laughs> left a bit of a sour taste. So we're going we're gonna to pick up the pace a little bit with, with something a bit more fun. Um, <laughs> although, it's like, yeah, fun is the wrong fun. word. This is, this is a... <laughs> This is a serious, serious horror movie. It, it is. <laughs> Being reviewed by very not serious people. Um, Antlers uh, is directed by Scott Cooper, stars Kerry Russell and Jesse Plemons. I've got a quick trailer for you right now. Take a listen. What is storytelling? Storytelling started with our indigenous people. Can anyone give me an example of a myth or a story they're afraid of? Lucas. What's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of a man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All this has got to be an animal, right? No animal I've ever seen. Something is going on with Lucas. These drawings belong to a student of mine. This is what was in the mine. It's a diabolical spirit. Excuse me, this is a myth. For you, yeah. He's not your responsibility. He has no one. He is my responsibility. He'll come for me. He needs me. He's here. Now, Tamsin, before we go any further, it's probably a good idea that we put out a trigger warning for our audience. 
As much as you and I enjoyed this film and we were engaged in it and it was a, it was a serious, dark, atmospheric horror movie, it does delve somewhat into the issue of childhood abuse and violence. Not in any graphic detail, but it does discuss these things. If this is distressing for you, maybe, you know, it's a good idea to, to tune out for a little bit. Come back at eight o'clock when we got some, you know, more music pumping out on joy. If you're, you know, distressed by these discussions, please check out Joy's support page, joy.org.au slash support, where there's a whole list of folks who are there and waiting for you to help. Um, if you hadn't quite picked it up from the trailer, after returning to her childhood home in Oregon, a middle school teacher suspects abuse in the home of one of her students. What she finds instead is far more horrific. This is based on a, I guess you'd call it a short story. It's available for free in audiobook form. Tamsin, you had the chance to, to listen to this. I did as well. Um, it's very much a short story. It's a nice, quickly paced hour. Um, and look, it, the underlying f- ideals of it, again, as Clayton says, the book's always better. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, fa- I found, I'm glad I didn't read the book beforehand because it follows very, very closely, but completely different endings. So it's well worth having, ha- having listened to both because it was quite interesting. What I, what I thought was interesting is that I didn't get a chance to, uh, listen to the original audiobook. Uh, oh, it's called the, just, the, yes, Quiet sorry, the Quiet Boy. The Quiet Boy by Nick and Scott. And Tosca. And Tosca. Yeah, there we go. Um, the audiobook only goes for an hour and yet the film goes for one hour. <laughs> 40 minutes so you know that, that tells you something but you know, it's a funny thing even though there's that 100 minute film i don't feel that you know it was ever padded for content no and if i tell you where it was padded it gives stuff away so i won't tell you <laughs> but uh, it is, when you listen to both it's very obvious where they... i mean it's not padding when it's substance no and and that's it like they really the character development in this is beautiful. Now, I think uh, while there are a lot of quiet lulls in this film, I, I tend to believe that uh, those moments build an ominous atmosphere. But Tamsin, you and I usually disagree when it comes to feelings of pace. It was interesting. I, You know, you, you asked me to think about this earlier. Um, and when I thought about the difference between the book and this, I didn't actually notice the the pace difference like what the areas that they'd extended and they'd slowed were quite interesting because they fed off each other on the quicker bits kind of thing and on bits Mm. that so i think this is probably one place where we agree because i think this was really beautifully paced for suspense um for you know development character development it was and 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 that horror aspect mm. that i like where it plays with your brain because what you expect to happen doesn't necessarily happen kind of thing yeah this is not a a silly screamy slasher not at all that requires you know that has somebody running from one room to the other <laughs> look behind you look behind you stupid none of that going on here no. where where the virgin survives or or any, anything <laughs> trite like that no now, I want to say I adore Kerry Russell. Oh, she's fantastic. In this. In this. Uh, she, she plays the lead character. She plays the, the school teacher. I love her in serious roles in general. You know, I've seen her before in, um, you know, what comes to mind, Dark Skies, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, The Americans. As an actor, she has this 
ability to bring a real gravity to every role she's in, a real intensity. And it was ideal for this production. Mm. And, you know, I'm, you know, like she's someone who's, she's survived some shit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and she's, she's someone who's hung in there. And I think I really hope this promotes her to do more movies again, because I think she carried this off so well, the character she portrays and the strength she holds behind it through. I definitely love her in these sorts of, and the vulnerability of her as well. Uh, the other star is Jesse Plemons, who, who's popping up all over the place (laughs) these days. Um, and you know, it's a funny thing. He's probably a fantastic guy and he is a great actor. He has this real sort of, you know, buddy charm to him. But I always see the character he played in Breaking Bad, Todd, and expect him to make a vicious turn at any moment, oh. which I think is a testament to Breaking Bad and yes. that particular episode, if you've seen it, um, to how one powerful scene can absolutely impact you. But, you know, he, he still did pretty well in here. He played very well off of um Kerry Russell in this film. Again, we have to touch on the element of childhood abuse again you know if this topic is distressing you you know please tune out um joy.org.au slash support if you need to reach out to somebody there are people there listening i do like in the execution of this film usually when you're telling a story someone will instruct you to show not tell and they'll say that that's a higher form of storytelling but in this we have characters discussing abuse um more in how it affects them and you know we see that in their actions how that affects them rather than talking about the specifics of Mm. of what had happened to them and that feels a lot more honest and engaging but you know like living with the consequences of this horrible horrible thing whatever it was um i i think it was a good thing personally, that uh, the specifics were never addressed because that, that would have been wholly unnecessary yeah, to no. the story. And it, it, wasn't, it just it set up who the characters were and where they came from to be where they were, why the boy was where he was and why she was where he, she was. One of the, um, you know, I had, went through a few reviews because this actually, you know, again, it's one of those movies that were affected by COVID and it's delayed. It was due... Um, out in April 2020, and it's been delayed and delayed, but for good reason. But one of the reviewers called it an icky house, icky house horror as an <laughs> allegory for generational trauma, which definitely, you know, that, that feeds into, um, you know, the other point, which, uh, I, I really drew from this. It, it talks about, you know, the origins often of that abuse, you know, what creates an abuser. In this case, um, it's bitterness stemming from poverty because this story is set in a in a small Oregon town where the folks are struggling to make ends meet. They've been forgotten by the outside world. There's a coal mine there that, you know, is shut down. Nobody needs that anymore. And it's in those sorts of environments where people are forgotten and people struggle that, you know, abuse can become rife and people with very little power can utilize and abuse what powers they do have in some desperate need for control. Mm. And that was definitely conveyed here in Antlers. And I think what we need to go into next, which made Antlers for me, was 
the monster <laughs> and the um and you're gonna have and the producer with green gr- so you're gonna have to help Guillermo me. del Toro thank you Guillermo del Toro once I it's on paper I can't read it <laughs> Guillermo del Toro the the monster in this the antlers is amazing and comes through quite dramatically it is quite appropriately inhuman like you know yes. like you hear a name like antlers and you think it's going to be like a giant moose man yes or something but you know we, we get nothing of the yeah. sort i was thinking because it was out at christmas time that it might have been some play, <laughs> play on a demon rudolph come on <laughs> rudolph the red no slay deer <laughs> But this was definitely a rich atmospheric creature feature. Mm, um, it's based very much on the Native American legend of the Wendigo. Um, you know, and, you know, they have a wicked transmission, usually born from, you know, the sin of eating human flesh. Um, I've seen the Wendigo pop up in a few stories, a few different interpretations of it. Very much an amorphous creature in the way that the the legend is told, but it's absolutely terrifying mm. every time. They never actually go out of their way to call this a Wendigo. No, I they think. were very careful with we, that. We don't really get a name but for it. They, the they, they show, like, they go and speak to some of the native um, people in the town and talk about what it could be and things like that. So mm. that's, yeah, you definitely get the impression that it is you know, and and a native. I, I kind of feel, you know, there's that very appropriate message from um, the First Nations people. It's like, God, you colonizers come along. There's this old dark magic here, and you just don't respect it. So you kind of get what you deserve. Yes, that was very the impression. Definitely. A little bit of that going on now. If Antlers is appealing to you, it's streaming now on Disney Plus and Foxtel now, and it's also available to rent on Apple TV, Google Play, and Prime Video. And again. If anything discussed in this segment has been upsetting or triggering for you, please check out joy.org.au slash support. Folks are there ready and willing to listen. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.